Hi, I'm Tim Tarpley. This is my podcast, Level Up. Over the last several years, I was able to transform my life. I decided to share my journey in hopes of helping other people. So here we go. guys guys friends family whoever you all are i'm going to attempt to record this hopefully my kitten doesn't attack the camera like she does i call her kitten but she's she's big now um it has been so long since i've popped on here and recorded anything or done anything and i've just been so busy it's crazy um I have a new YouTube channel, which is just kind of documenting my journey. A lot of you people in here don't know um, what I'm doing. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually in the process of becoming as fast as I possibly can, and I'm training. Um, I've hired a coach. I'm training. I've got sponsors. Like I am. I'm being set up in the best possible way to do the best I possibly can. I've helped so many athletes get there before. So I know it's just a matter of me trusting my coach and my inner thoughts and making it happen, you know, but anyway, um, gosh, I'm trying to think what has happened. I have, I have just evolved a few more levels. It's, it's crazy. I, um, I did this, I, so so this year, I don't think I've posted this year at all. This podcast has really gone by the wayside, but I don't want to let it go because a lot of you comment on it and enjoy what I tend to say. Um, but it's funny. I have just, every time I think things are really good, they get even better and better and better. And the reason I've discovered is just because of here, the work I've done on myself is what's really made a difference in my life. And I decided first of the year that I was not going to do anything that did not bring me joy. Meaning if I have to go take on a client and I really just don't enjoy their time or, you know what I mean? It's just not beneficial for both of us. It's not bringing me joy. I'm not doing it for the money and then babysitting, you know? So I've cut a lot of things out. And it was really hard at first, but I just had to kind of remember it's not worth my time. So anyway, it's, uh, it's been, it's been, it's been exciting. It's been exciting. I've, um, been able to gosh, really get in the, the zone of meditation. I just finished up a 21 day, um, abundance, Deepak Chopra. Um, 21 day abundance meditation that I really liked. I mean, it was like every day I was getting up so excited to do this. Um, and I was listening to it on YouTube. So sometimes you get a commercial pop in there. I didn't mind. I would let the commercial go because I would just stay in my, in my deep meditation. And it's really good. It's a 21 day it came out a couple of years ago, but it really makes a difference. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, 
I do grounding exercises. I do the meditation. I do workshop of the mind. Like I do so many things like that, that I really, really, really enjoy. And I think it's about, um, in this life that we have, and you know, it's like life is short, but it's not short. You know, we have a lot of time to get, get done what we want to get done. So, um, but I, I, you know, one of the biggest things I think people have is not really understanding what they feel. Okay. So I always, I always say, I'm going to go on here and talk about this. And then I don't. And this is what I've learned is that if you understand what you, what you're feeling, then you're able to actually figure out why you're feeling it and then kind of defuse the bomb before it goes off. Um, and what I mean by that, and this is what I, I did this happy guide years ago, and, and some people just didn't get it. But um, let's say you're angry with someone and you just write down the word, you know, let's say I'm, I'm angry with Tammy, you know, and, and Tammy's, I'm just bothered by her and I don't want to be. And what I would do is just write down the word anger and just kind of look at it. And then all of a sudden realize, well, wait a minute, I'm not actually angry. I'm this. And I would let that take me to kind of help diffuse it. Does that make sense? Um, but I think if people can just understand what they feel, it makes a big difference in their life. Now I'm rambling, but that wall looks really dirty behind me, but I know it's not. It's the shadows and the weird stuff, but... um. All that's about to change. It's going to be a new setup back there. Um, my new YouTube channel is, whew, it's raw. It's tough. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be fully out before this episode hits or after. Um, and as a lot of you know, there's a lot of crazy elections going on right now. And a lot of people not, you know, taking it personally. And, and it's just really affecting their mental state um and it seems like so many people right now have the omicron the covid and uh it's really i said this the other day to somebody i was like why can't a bunch of like real officials get together and just like say what is going on or what we should be doing it's been so politicized that it's not like everybody's arguing about what we should or shouldn't do and I think we're really to the point right now that it is the flu is more dangerous than Omicron. And, and I think it, uh, you know, people get it. They're out five days. Yeah. They might still be sick, but it's one of those things. I think we all need to get it, you know, just because the herd immunity, like let everybody get it. People want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And, you know, down at the Y they, they went back to a mask mandate for employees which it was just stupid because I can go and work out and then not wear a mask. But then when it's time to go to work, I have to put a mask on. It was kind of dumb. Um, and I, and I finally, after I, I dropped a 45 pound weight on my toe and lots of little incidences because my glasses will fog up, you know, and so after I had a few incidences trying to work and survive the treacherous gym, I was like, no, I'm not wearing a mask. And someone else said the, uh, 
the fourth floor had gotten COVID. And because the fourth floor got COVID, they're making the wise all across Metroplex um, wear a mask. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not letting the people in the cheap seats tell me down the arena what to do when they don't have a clue. Now, I'm not being just totally disrespectful and ignoring authority, but they don't understand what's happening down there. And no one said a word to me. And um, it was just one of those things. It was just, I was upset about it. I was angry about it. And I had to really figure out what I was feeling about it all. And to me, it was just very difficult to, to communicate, to work, to train people when you're wearing a mask. Um, and I just don't, I, it frustrated me that they don't understand what they're doing. Again, this is one of those things that does not bring me joy. So I'm not doing it. There's a few people there that bring me joy, but it's like, I'm um, at that point, I don't have time to take on other clients. I have so many other clients, my more program that that is what I really enjoy to do. I really enjoy teaching people how to change their lives. I don't like having someone come in to work out and we get to go work out and then they go home and eat a bunch of crap. Like they, they basically mess up everything we've done. And my, one of my analogies that I told the client was, you know, it's like when I used to work at a car wash and I manage a car wash, we can make that car spotless, really clean. But if you live on a dirt road, then a lot of what we're doing is not going to help in a few days. And so I would work with the client, lift weights, get, get in shape, exercise. And then I don't know what kind of road they drive down when they leave to go home. And it's frustrating, but it's not, you know, that's just kind of not my vibe. It's not what I want to be doing. Um, I want people that really want to get better, not just get better while they're with me. And I have this huge, you know, like so many people I used to train. Um, I don't, I don't uh, coach anymore. And that's just a huge relief. Initially, it was a little awkward anytime someone leaves. But I'll tell you what, this, what makes it really awkward is when people leave and they don't tell you. When people don't tell you they switch coaches, that's where it gets a little weird. Um, but then I realized, you know, they don't know how to communicate or they don't, they're not comfortable with whatever. I don't know. That's not my problem. If someone's not happy or someone's angry, that is them. It's not me. Unless I physically touch them, it's not, it's not me that caused that. So it's not me that's going to take their emotion, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, everything I'm doing is on this higher level of joy and euphoria and, um, I mean, I'm even taking every race that, uh, I think every race that play try does, I think I'm doing, I think I'm putting on 15 races this year, only 200 full worth, but you know, that's a, that's a ton. But then again, I'm, you know, that's going to be where my focus is. I'm also, you know, I work at Lone Star running and I love it. I love Helping people come in shoes, I love fitting people, I love selling shoes. Like it's just so much fun. I forgot how much fun it was when you take out all the bullshit that was involved in the past, but it's so fun. It's so fun and, and it, I really enjoy it. Um, so I do that Saturday afternoons and all day Monday. The hardest part for me was setting my life up to where I could be somewhere all day for a Monday, but now I've gotten used to it and it's easy. Um, 
but I really enjoy that. I'm doing things I fully enjoy. I've gotten lots of offers to go do things with people. And if it doesn't bring me joy, I'm not doing it. And it's just, um, it's very refreshing. I love the feeling of, it's a feeling of control, I guess. But, um, you know, and the other thing I wanted to say on here is, is, and this has become a really big thing. It's been brewing for years, you know, and Mel Robbins talks about it. And Dave Metzler, Meltzer talks about it. And, you know, it's about how you don't need to say you're sorry unless you've like physically done something or emotionally done something to somebody. Like if I've done something to you directly, then I will apologize for that action or those words or whatever. Right. But if you tell me something that happened, like you had a flat tire on the road, you should never say you're sorry to a person like that. That, that is it's pointless. Why would you apologize for something that happened to them? Um, it's just a blanket statement that really doesn't mean a thing. And a lot of times, um, women, especially y'all use this way too much and it lowers your, um, credibility. It lowers your power, you know, whatever. And I had, um, an examples that I've used is like, uh, when I'm running late for appointment or if you're going into a meeting late, And the last thing you want to do is apologize for being late because now it gives the shift of power to everyone that's been waiting. So what I do now when I come in is I, I just will kind of stop. I'm like, guys, thanks for waiting. I I use it for thank you. And I use it for waiting. Then they all laugh about it. Oh yeah, of course. You know, like it's just kind of funny, but I thank them for that. Um, Another thing is when someone if I do get a flat tire on the highway, right? Super traumatic. It's, it's intense. And they tell you, and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. What that really tells me is you've never been through that. You don't know what it's like. And I'm at a downplay. Oh, I got to take care of, right? I don't even want to talk about it, but dismiss it away from you because you don't know if it's actually happened to you. Your response should be, Oh my God, I've been there. It's horrible. Are you okay? Or, that is crazy. Thank you for sharing. You know, like you can, you can spin it back to thank you easily. And I think that's where we, we, when people say they're sorry to me, it means nothing. And I will call them on it. Now I've heard it so many times when my parents passed away that I, I just will stop people and call them out on it. Um, and then someone in one of our groups said, uh, what if someone is, is sick and they tell you there's still a way to thank them. You know, like if someone is just diagnosed with cancer, People want to say, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry that they have cancer? Did you give it to them? No. Your response should be, oh my gosh, that sounds brutal or whatever. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Now, whenever anybody will has a loved one that passes or whatever, I will either say or send a note and just be like, Oh my gosh, I heard about your father. I can't imagine what you're going through. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. Those words mean more than I'm sorry or my condolences. You know, things like that just are empty. So I think it's one of those things, you know, you got to just keep yourself in check and, uh, and try to say thank you more than I'm sorry. There you go. Good luck. Because if I hear you say it, I'm going to call you up. So 
All right, I will be posting links to my other channel. I do have guests scheduled on here soon. And it's just a matter of me having time to sit here like this. Uh, it's in the evening. I never record in the evening. I don't know why, but I was just like, I've got to record a bunch of stuff. I've been in here a couple hours just recording things. So um, that's it for now, guys. Till next time. And it won't be very long, I promise. I will see y'all down the road.